Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bishop Daniel Harley, the resident pastor of Christ Our Hope Cathedral, Kudumansville, and overseer of the KZN Council of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley is a son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Miller, the founder and bishop of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. Wow. Let us pray. Father, thanks a million for the sweet time in your presence. Holy Spirit, speak to us. Speak to us in a way that will understand. To you be all glory, all praise. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, you may be seated. Wow. That's, that's an interesting... Yeah. If God has done it for Joseph, may he do it for you. Amen. If I can have a little more juice, it'll be good, okay? I, I sound like I'm asleep. So please wake me up, okay? Amen. Amen. Great. So um, I want to continue with um, the discussion we started last Tuesday. Um, what did we call it? Overcoming Satan's um, greatest attack, all right? So I'm preaching on deception, okay? Deception is Satan's greatest attack on mankind. Amen. Amen. We read a scripture from John chapter 10, verse number 10. The Bible says the thief comes not. Jesus said, the thief cometh not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy but I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. Amen. Amen. So here, Jesus is letting us know that if Satan has his way, these are the things he will do to steal from us, to kill us, and to destroy us. Amen. Amen. So I said that this is the end game of the devil. But to get to this end game, Satan has a way of going there. Amen. So we looked at two very important words. One of it is devices, which can be found in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11. And the second one is wiles, which can be found in Ephesians 6, verse 11. Amen. Let's read 2 Corinthians quickly. 2 Corinthians. It says, lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. So here, we are introduced to the first word, devices. And I said the word devices here means Satan's plans, Satan's mind, and Satan's thoughts. Amen. Then we read Ephesians chapter 6, verse 11. The Bible says, Wherefore, put on the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. And I said when the Bible talks about wiles, the Bible is talking about, number one, the schemes of the devil. And of all the words that are there, one very interesting one is the word scheme. And I said a scheme is a carefully calculated plan, underhand plan. 
of deception. Okay? That's why you see all the schemes that we join, usually you lose your money. Yeah, just a few people get something, then the rest lose a lot or everything. Now, somebody told some people got something. Yes, the getting something is a bait so that you can believe, so that more people can believe. And by the time you catch on, the inventors of the scheme have gotten what they are looking for, and then they, are, they finance that through the people at the base. Usually, we have what we call the pyramid scheme. It's only those at the top of the pyramid who benefit. Then the rest that are in the, under the pyramid, they just get scammed. Amen. I said another meaning of the word um, while is cunning acts. Cunning acts. We also said deceits, crafts, trickery, methods. Satan is a methodist. <laughs> Look, it's a description. I'm not talking about the, the Methodist church. I'm talking about a Methodist is somebody who uses or masters in the use of methods. A cyclist is somebody who has mastered the use of the cycle, the bicycle. Okay, should I give you another? An artist is somebody who has mastered the use of art. So a Methodist is somebody who has mastered the use of methods. Clap for me, clap for me, clap for me. Uh-huh. So I'm just saying, do you get it? Satan has methods, strategies that he uses in this scheme to bring us to John chapter 10 verse 10. Kill, steal, and destroy. So, if there's anything, I, I'm not enjoying the sound, okay. If there's anything we have to work hard against, is the deception of Satan. Surprisingly, we all know that Satan is a liar. We always say the devil is a liar. The, the, although we don't know the scripture that says that. It's John eight forty four. okay. The devil is a liar. But we still allow him to lie to us. Or we still believe what he says. If you know that the guy is a liar, why do you even talk to him? Hello? Please encourage me, okay? Those of, especially those of you who were not here last week, encourage me. Because those who are here, they've encouraged me last week, so it's your turn. Why do you even talk to him when you know he's coming to deceive you? The Bible says in John 8, 44, that Satan is a father of lies. Or when he speaks a lie, he speaks of himself. For he is the father of it. He is a liar and the father of it. So why do you even talk to somebody that you know that he's going to, he's lying to you? Anything that he, even when he tells you the truth, there's a, there's a scheme behind it. Why do you even entertain him? Hallelujah. Alright. So we said deception is what Satan uses. Hallelujah. Second Corinthians, I'm just reading last week's scriptures. Second Corinthians chapter 11 verse 3. Here we see how Satan is lying to us. How come that when he lies to us, we are not able to see? Okay. It says, but I fear, this is Paul speaking, lest by any means 
as the serpent beguiled Eve. The word beguiled is an old word for deceived Eve. So as the devil deceived Eve through what? His subtlety. The word subtlety is cunning craftiness. I told you Satan is a Methodist. Through his cunning craftiness, so your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ Jesus. Many people's minds have been corrupted through deception. Yeah, through deception. That they were deceived. So through, and they were deceived through. When we say somebody is cunning, it means the person is skillful at deceiving. It's like my. How many of us have gone to a magic show and you, what you saw, you were so amazed? Yeah. That's how it is. Meanwhile, always there's a trick. Every magic act you see, there's a trick. Oh, there's something that you don't see. Even when they cut off the head, there's a trick. Do you get it? Uh-huh. So, that's actually, that's, that's why when you are being deceived, you cannot see. That's why many people are deceived. That's why you can't see when you are being deceived because he deceives through subtlety, cunning craftiness. So the Bible says that he henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine and the cunning craftiness of men by, and the slight of men by which they lie in wait to deceive. The reason why these things are there is to deceive by truth. How do they deceive? Ephesians 4.4. 4. How do they deceive you? Through Ephesians 4.14. How do they deceive you? Through cunning craftiness. As I said, don't be children. See everything written on Facebook. Somebody has written, God did it. Then you say, oh, because it, there's a scripture, it's true. Who told you? Sometimes it's not even a balanced teaching. Look here, it's not that he no more be children tossed to and fro by quotations from the devil. Is that what it is talking about? No, it says every wind of doctrine means it's a teaching from the Bible. Yeah, it's not a teaching. It's not a voodoo teaching. It's not an Islamic teaching. It's not a Sangoma teaching. It's a teaching from the Bible. But it has been carefully put together. It says... By the slight of men and cunning craftiness. What is the intention? They lie in wait to deceive. They lie in wait to deceive. Don't just be a baby push anyhow. You see, sounds oh it's in Ephesians 2:13, then boom, you are going. Who told you Ephesians 2.13, if it, that, there's even a scripture like that, can stand by itself? Why don't you just eat salt? Since salt is edible. Sometimes we, when it comes to even the word of sometimes we are giving salt or sugar. And, and when you complain, so sugar is edible. But we never serve anybody for supper. Like let's say when, after my nice preaching, when I get to, my wife gives me my supper. It's a bowl of sugar. A bowl of sugar. If I tell you my wife is trying to kill me, God forbid, you will say, Oh, it's not true. 
I mean, what she gave, what did you, and I said she gave me sugar. You said, oh, but sugar is edible. Sugar doesn't kill anybody. Who told you? When you get only sugar without something else and you keep eating it, you wait and see. You will die. You will die a sweet death. Cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. It's because of the skill that is used in the deception plot. That's why we don't see when we are being deceived. That's why we don't see. It's because of the skill, the finesse, the craftiness that is used. That's why we don't see. Let's read one more scripture on, on that. Thessalonians, Second Thessalonians 2, 9 and 10, which we read last week. Then we come to, we can leave the rest and come to today. Is that even him speaking of the Antichrist, who's coming is after the workings of Satan with all powers, with all power and signs and lying what? Wonders. This is how the lies come. It comes with power, verse 9. It comes with power. It comes with signs and lying wonders. That's why you can't see. If, let me give you an experiment. When you go home, go and catch a frog. Okay? A frog. And, and catch it. And try to, to, to put it. Your intention is to boil it to death. Okay? But put it in cold water. And put it on the stove. And turn on the heat. And watch how the, just turn on the heat, slide it. And watch how the frog will behave. That same frog, it will be swimming. As the water is getting hot, it will be swimming, swimming, swimming. Till the water starts boiling, it will still be swimming until it boils to death. Because it cannot tell that it is being killed. It just thinks that the temple, it's just, it's just going, it's just going, going. Just going, going, zoom, 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 zoom. It's, it's going through a sauna. It's just warming. Ah, oh, by the time I realize it's there. That is how deception is. When you are is being, you will never see it. You will never see it. Hallelujah. Amen. Verse 10, it says, with all, all these signs and wonders, look at the conclusion, with all all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish. It's going to deception. Hallelujah. I told you, Satan is trying to deceive the whole world. Revelations 12, 9, Bible says, that old serpent, that deceived the whole world. Now, one of the things I want to mention today before I even go to my points is that, listen, when Satan is deceiving you, I said last week that because we are usually maybe one step logical thinkers, sometimes two steps, even if it's extended, three steps logical thinkers, we are not able to see. Satan, because he's a methodist, he has methods. Do you see? Methods are a, 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 a group of steps, a group of ways, 13 ways, 12 principles, four steps, nine effects like that. That's what we call methods. So Satan has about... What he's doing is a 12-step method. But you can only see up to three. So when we tell you, you say, oh no, we are making a big fuss out of nothing. Yeah. Let me give you, Sandy, I gave you an example. The prodigal son, from day one, 
The devil knew that he wanted to reduce him to somebody who's going to become like a pig. But if you had told him at the beginning of the story, he would have said you are jealous. Yeah, but from, look, that's where the devil was taking him to, where he will now have nothing to eat justice. Then he will start to eat pig's food. But between a certain man had two sons, and he will fain have filled with his belly with the hags that the swine did eat. Steps. It started by he asked his father to give him the portion of goods that falls to him. It's not everything that you have to see. Okay, concentrate on the word of God. He, he started by asking his father. And the father divided unto them his living. I was explaining to Lungani yesterday that you would think that the prodigal son took what belonged to him legitimately. But it's not true. It's not true. Although the father divided unto them his living, the, what, he, what, the, the, what the father gave to him still belonged to the father. The Bible says that a testament is of force when men are dead. Where there is a testament, there is of need that there be the death of the testator. For a testament is of force when men are dead. Do you understand the English? The word testament means will, will, will. That's why we have the Old Testament and the New Testament. And the Bible says when there is a will, it is necessary that the person writing the will must die before the will takes effect. So if you ask your father, it's like, I mean, I tell my son, oh, the TV is for you, the fridge is for your brother. Then the next day, my son takes the fridge, he's in town selling it. He's a thief. He has just stolen my fridge. Yeah, but it's not nice to say that uh, MJ has stolen your car. So you say he took. <laughs> yeah, that, that is why when he, when he came home and the father killed for him the fatted car, the other brother came and said to the father that all these years I've served you and you have never killed even a kid for me. If everything belonged to the elder brother, why couldn't he kill the kid for himself? Why couldn't he kill it for himself? Because it will only belong to him when the man dies. Yeah. But he was, going, he was going to be... The next step was take your journey to a far country. Then another step was waste your life on harlots. Then another step... I, I said it's about 12 steps. So. Then another one is go and join yourself to the wrong company. Then another one is that... Then the wrong company will send you to get a job. Then from there, then now hunger. Bible says, then there was a mighty famine in the land. So, the famine is also one of the steps. And no man gave unto him to eat. It's also one of the steps. And he began to be in one. That's also another step. Between give unto me the portion of goods that followed to me, and he will fain have filled his belly. Let's say this is he will fain have filled his belly. And this is give unto me the portion that belongs. Between here and there, there are many steps. That's why we can't see. That's why when we tell you that you are going to end up here, you say, oh, Tofiakwa. Yeah. If you, you know, when you go home, you can go. David, David, the devil wanted to turn him into a murderer, into somebody who, an adulterer. 
He just started. Even the devil was trying to take the kingdom that God had given to David from him and divide it into pieces. It all started with when men were going to war, he said to David, don't go. Look, you have fought so many battles. You are the one who has killed Goliath. All these people, has anybody killed Goliath before? Don't go. David decided, I'll stay at home. Ah, that's the day when he stayed at home. And Bible says, men had gone to war. So it means in the whole city, it was just left with ladies. That's why the girl Bathsheba, you say Bathsheba is a strange woman. Bathsheba is not a strange woman. They knew that all the men were gone. So there are no men in the city. So I'm sure they were walking around naked, just moving around naked all over, not knowing there was one guy, one stubborn man who was deceived by the devil not to go out. I'm sure all the, many of you, when you are at home, you walk like, I mean, I don't want to say, but let's go on. You, you, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. When you know that there's nobody in the vicinity. I mean, you just spread yourself all over the place. Yeah. Yeah, you have your tent. You, are, you have the right to be yourself. And when you spread, when you clear everything, you spread yourself all over as though you are building a road. So that's what Bathsheba was doing. Not knowing there was this one guy, one stubborn guy called David who had decided that particular day, I am not going to war. That's why when he looked out, he saw this one. He said, bring her to me quickly. Yeah. If, if somebody had told David that by not going to war, the kingdom that you are going you are going to steal somebody's wife murder somebody and then the kingdom that you are going to hand over to your children it will be cut off after yours the next generation it will be for you have said oh tofiakwa that's why when we warn you take it now you don't know where the road you have joined will end you yeah should I give you more examples today I feel like examples because I've not even started my preaching. Let's look at the greatest deception of all time. Genesis chapter 3. When the devil came into the garden. The Bible introduces the devil in Genesis 3 verse 1. Now the devil or the serpent was more cunning. Have you seen that word again? Cunning than anything. Subtle. Cunning than anything that the Lord had made. He was so cunning. He was so smart. He was so sleek than any of the beasts of the field which the Lord had made. So the Bible says, let's welcome into the Bible the greatest trickster that God had created. Then he comes into the Bible. Then the deception started. When he finished with Eve, you see, for Eve, and, and this is one thing, let me teach you a little law. You see, when he, when, when Bible says, when, after he had spoken to Eve, Bible says, and when Eve saw that the tree was something good to behold, something good for food and pleasant to the eye, and a tree that makes one wise, she ate it and gave to her husband. Satan made this thing about, it is nice. Made it about wisdom. But this move had nothing to do with wisdom. If, if this move was not even to become like God. Bible says, and God said, let us make man in our own image. And in an image of God made him man and woman. Yeah, you're already like God. 
you were going to, what makes God God was that he, was, he, he lives forever. You already like God. But he made it, let's be like God. In law, we call it begging the question or deflection. So when something is happening, instead of addressing the exact thing that is happening, we beg the question, which is we deflect the attention of the court to something else. Yeah. We deflect it to something else. We deflect it to something else. Yeah. Other people, other things. He said, so he says, God, God didn't tell you the truth. It, was, it had nothing to do with God. Deflected to wisdom and what looks nice. Even this our problem that we are going through, it has been deflected to why did you block this person? Why? It's not about that. It's about somebody leaving the church. That's what it's about. Let's, let's just accept it. That is what it is about. It's not about somebody blocking somebody. It's called begging the question. Yeah, it's like throwing dust in the eyes of the people. That's what it is. That's what it is. Without apologies. Huh. Tell, tell yourself the truth for a change. It's not a, a why do somebody said, who has time? Who has time for this? Nobody does. But the reality on the ground is still the reality on the ground. Stop throwing dust into people's eyes. So when God came, he asked Eve. He said, Adam, where are you? Then they said, we were afraid. We were naked. We heard your voice and we hid ourselves. Verse 12. Then God said, have you eaten of what I told you today? Says the woman. When God came to Eve, the first question, you see, Eve thought it was about wisdom and becoming like God. But the first question God asked Eve was, what is this that thou hast done? What God was saying was that, do you understand? You think it's about wisdom. You think it's about your eyes being open. You think it's about becoming like God. But do you really understand what you have done? Then God said, now let me explain it to you. May God not explain things to us. May we not push God. Let's, let's read. Maybe if we can read this and go home. It's a very nice place to go home with. And the Lord said unto the woman, What is this that thou hast done? And the woman said, The serpent deceived me and I did it. Verse 40. Now God is coming to explain. Then said to the serpent, Because you have done, you are cursed. Forget about the serpent. Let's go to the woman. After the serpent is already here. Now God begins to explain. This is the ramifications. This is the implications. This is the consequences of that that you thought is about wisdom this is what it actually means he said and I will put enmity between you and and, 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 and I seed and her seed and I will to bruise his head 16 oh God and to the woman he said I will greatly multiply your sorrow this thing you have that you thought is about wisdom this is what is actually going to happen I will greatly after you have succumbed to the deception through begging the question if you have not done any law just remember begging the question this is it I will multiply your sorrow in in, in conception and in sorrow thou shalt bring forth children 
and thy desire shall be after thy husband, and he shall rule over him. Look, in every relationship, the women that suffer the most. And he said unto Adam, because thou hast hearkened to the voice of the wife, and have eaten, which I have commanded thee, thou shalt not eat. Curse is the ground for thy sake. Adam didn't have to work to eat. Bible says, Genesis 2, 17, and the Lord lifted the man and put him in the garden to dress it and to keep it. That was all his job. He comes to the garden, so oh, clean, 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 clean. That's all clean, clean, clean. That's all. When he's hungry, he can't take it. It, it. it will just keep coming. But suddenly, the ground had been cursed because of him. Go to Genesis 3. Genesis 3. Yeah, same place. My God. In sorrow, thou shalt eat of it. Before you eat, you'll be sad. You'll be depressed. This is why we shouldn't allow Satan to run us with his deception. You think it's about money. It's not about money. It's about everything. All the days of 18. Tones and thistles shall it bring forth. It's like when you till, after you have worked hard, instead of you getting what the reward for the hard work, then the, the ground with your what? You, you put fertilizer, you till the ground, you water the ground. What will come out rather is stones and thistles. Nobody eats stones and thistles. Even animals don't eat stones and thistles. Yeah. And thou shalt eat the herb of the field. 19. Yeah. In the sweat of thy face. That's why one preaching that I'm preaching now. You see how I'm sweating. Just to take an offering from you so that I can eat. Look at how I'm sweating. Only one revelation that I'm sharing. In the sweat of thy face. Thou shalt eat bread. Till thou returnest unto the ground. For thus thou art. And thus thou shalt return. Man was not supposed to be returned to dust. But I said, now I will show you that you are dust. And you will go back to dust. Sometimes people force you to show them who they really are. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes you are, things are happening, you are not doing anything. And it's like, people just keep provoking, provoking, so that you can clearly show them. Yeah. He said, dust thou out. I, I want you to know that you are made from dust and you will go back to dust. That's why at every funeral we say, dust to dust, ashes to ashes, then something to something. Yeah. Next one. It's finished. This is where the story ends. How many of you are afraid of deception now? Yeah. <laughs> Should I give you another example? No, no, no. Judas. Let's not go there. Let's not go there. I started to give you keys. And I said, listen, one of the ways to overcome Satan's deception is to identify common lies that exist and avoid them. Common lies that exist and avoid them. What, what does this mean? There are some lies that have been there before we were born. It's not like it's going to be created Whilst we are around. It's not like it's going to be custom made for you. It's already there. It's a lie that exists before even we were. It's a lie from the Garden of Eden. Do you get it? And it exists. So identify it. So that when you have identified it, 
as soon as you already know that it's a lie. So as soon as it's thrown at you, this one doesn't call it a lie. You don't, I don't even want to have a discussion with you on the subject. I do not even want to have a discussion with you on the subject because I know it's a lie. Identify. So if, when you do that, what happens is that you eliminate a whole list of lies. A whole list of lies. You eliminate them. Even before we start. So, the things that can deceive you reduce. Yeah. What are some of the lies? Please, if you have a fire it up. God loves us so much, he won't send us to hell. That is a lie. Bible says, hell from beneath has come up to meet you at thy coming. Yeah, it has enlarged its mouth. Hell is expecting a lot of people. Yeah. What was another one? Just give me, give me about three. What righteousness, living right is a thing of the old. Yeah, to live a righteous life, to be holy, not to be sleeping around, not to be stealing, not to, it's, it's an old, old something. The world has changed. It will come and meet you at the end. Because, look, let me even give you an example. Like, let's say you are in a relationship, or maybe not, but you are fornicating. Anybody who fornicates with you takes a piece of you away. It's like an apple. So it buys one, then it's there. Wherever they are bitten begins to rot. Then another person also, then Jimmy comes. His mouth are bigger with sharp teeth. He takes a very big bite. Yeah. Big bite. Yeah, he's from Limpopo. Yeah. It's like the Apple, the iPhone logo. You see the person who bit it? Yeah, it's been like that. Yeah, we saw it in Milan. It had been stitched back. But it was not the same. You could see that it's gone in by stitches. So it's like bite, 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 bite. So by the time you, are, you realize that, look, this thing is actually destroying me, a large part of you is gone. Some of us have acquired some tastes. That unless by the grace of God, you can never get out of it. Yeah, unless God is merciful. Oh, it will. Even marriage won't solve it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's something that we always have. You see, when people have a mental problem, we have a medicine we give them called uh, Lagato. We give it to Alan to go and give it to them. So once we just give to keep you sedated. And come. Because if you come to yourself, you will do that. You will behave like that. So we have to just be giving, put you on medication. Constant medication. Yeah. Next one, next one. It's okay, it's okay. You, uh, uh, or let's go. Serving God is a waste of time. What's the next one? Serving God is for young people. Serving God is for, every, is for old people. Serving God is for, the best time to serve God is when you are young. Some of the old people, some of the mistakes they have made, they can't serve God to the max. Ecclesiastes 12, 1 is better. They can't serve God to the max. It's good you have When I look at some of these our children, I wish I had found Christ when I was their age. Yeah. So that I could have avoided some mistakes. There are some mistakes. Look, today you have become a pastor, but they will still be following you. Because he didn't stop serving God. I know people that they can be there. Suddenly they get a phone call and say, oh, you are, you are 
my, you are the daddy of my baby. Eh? Yes. And you can't argue. Because you have been around the block a lot. You can't argue. So imagine suddenly you break through and you have some money. All of them will start appearing. All of them. <laughs> so you keep updating your status every day. Today your car, tomorrow your this, tomorrow your that. All the baby mamas are watching. They are just waiting for you to break through. As soon as you break through, they can say, booty. <laughs> they tell their child, eh, eh, mandla, uta atawako. <laughs> now, kutata. <laughs> well, they give me one more so I can go. At least you must go home with one key for today. Is that not so? Earthly achievement is better than heavenly reward. Jesus is coming one day with his reward. He said, Behold, I come quickly and I have my reward in my hand. Let us work for heavenly rewards. Yeah. One more, one more. I, th- I talked about, look, go and listen to last week's message. I was listening today. I was really scared. Yeah, I was trying to see where I was. I was really scared. I turned it off. <laughs> I asked myself, am I the one who preached this message? So key number two, key number two. Key number two to avoid deception. Stay with the word of God. Stay with the word of God. God. Psalm 119 verse 89. The Bible says forever O God thy word is settled in heaven. Forever O Lord thy word is settled in heaven. God's word is the sure thing. God's word is the sure thing. Stay, forget about my opinion. My opinion doesn't matter. Stay with the word of God. And stay with the word of God in totality. (laughs) Stay with the word of God. Yeah. If you want to avoid deception, stay with the word of God. Let me read more scriptures to you. Psalm 119 verse 140. One four zero. The Bible says the word of God is pure. One four zero. It says, "Thy word is very pure; therefore, thy servant loved it." The word "pure" there is the word "refined and tried." That's the word. That's why you should stay with God's word. It's refined and it's tried. Bible says the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. It's complete. It's perfect. You can't add anything to it. You can't. You can't. It's infallible. You can't make it wrong. If there's any truth, it's the word of God. There's nothing else. There are more scriptures on. Maybe let me, Vincent. I don't have my time. Let me share. Let me give you this one. Which one should I give you? Maybe Second Timothy, three. Second Timothy three. Second Timothy 3. This know also that in the last days, perilous times 
shall come. We are going to verse 12, but you look at it. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. Three. Without natural affection, truce breakers. That's covenant breakers. You make an agreement with them, they break it. Covenant breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despises of those that are good. Traitors, heady, high-minded lovers of high-minded lovers of pleasure more than God. Bible says all these things will come in the last day. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. From such, go into the same WhatsApp group with them. From such, be their best friends. From such. Away, don't make yourself wiser than the word of God. This is how deception comes in. It says, From such, turn away, stay in your lane, don't go into their lane. Do not go into their lane. No, I don't even want to come to Mark and I said, Turn away. This we are reading the Bible. From such, turn asunder, from such, turn away. The Bible has given you a about 20 types of people and says from this type of people turn away from them. Now this, this chapter of the Bible concludes on deception. You'll be, if you don't read it, you will never find it. But it concludes on deception. You wait. So, it from, so that you are not deceived, turn away from such people. For of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sin led away into diverse lust. These people, what would they do? They would go back. For this sort are they. Who are the sort? Who are the this sort? The people we read in from verse 2 to verse uh, 5. It says, for these people, they are they which creep into houses. They don't come into houses. So they creep. They work their way. They gradually and lead, lead, lead captive silly women laden with sin. Led away with diverse lusts. Verse 7. Ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Have you not met people who know so many things but still cannot find the truth? Sometimes when you are a novice, you are confused by the many things they seem to know. Can you now see that we are talking about truth and deception? It says, ever learning. You mentioned the book, they have read it. They have read all of, uh, what are some of the people? Wainita Bynum's book, Paula White's book, uh, who? T.D. Jake's books. Kenneth Hagen's books, Rick Joyner's books, uh, Dougie Ward Mills's books. They've read all the books, ever learning, but never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Not just knowledge. When they read, they come, they get knowledge, but knowledge of the truth, they can't get it. One of your prayers should be that you will know the truth. 
Jesus said, and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Next verse, verse 8. Now as Janus and Jambres withstood Moses, Janus and they rose up against Moses. So do these also resist that when I told you in the beginning that we are talking about deception and truth, you, you thought I was joking. Now we have come to the territory fully. Resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds reprobates concerning the faith. Should we read on? Nine. But they shall proceed no further. For their folly shall be manifest unto all men as theirs also was. But thou, now he's talking about you and myself. He's now telling us how to overcome. Are, are you coming along? He's now telling us how to overcome. Yes, this is the situation all around us. How many of you realize that if this is the situation all around us, then, then, then we are helpless. Then, then, then our case is very sad. But he says, but thou, now let me show you the way out. He says, but thou hast fully known my doctrine, which is the teaching, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, charity, patience, persecutions, afflictions, which came unto me at Antioch, at Iconium, at Lystra, what persecutions I endured, but out of them all, the Lord delivered me. He's still giving advice, so you wait. Ye, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer affliction. Because one of the ways they say is that, oh, because of what you are suffering, because of the difficulties, because of the things you are going through, then it gives a reason for them to creep into your life. So he's saying, let me let it be known to you that everybody who serves God goes through a hard time. Goes through persecution. It's not a strange thing. It's not a strange thing. It is not a strange. I've been a missionary for uh, 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 since 2004. Missions have not been easy. They have not been easy. I've, look, I've, there have been times that I walk with my wife, not because we like walking on my legs along, because we don't have transport. I've gone through that phase. I'm telling you, I tell you no lie. I tell you no lie. Walk and walk and, Oh, look, it's not a, I don't want to go into that now. One, 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 one day, somebody came to sit in my office, a young missionary, and then he looked at me and said, I see my future. I said, I said, oh, I, I said, yes, your future is bright. Your future is bright. Then I advised, I said, make sure you get there. Because between where you are sitting and that future, there are a lot of things in between. You have to survive. Yeah. When I had my first child, we went to collect somebody's used clothes from the township. You are saying, hmm. say it again. Township, township. We, and there was an old lady in the town who really liked us. Really, really liked us. And she had, they had had so many children in the house. So I don't know how many children had worn their clothes. 
she, we went to collect clothes from the township. I mean, we went to Ivy League school, so. Yeah, went to collect clothes from the township. Washed them, prayed over them, sanctified them with the blood of Jesus. And we started to wait. We had let my, my child wait. Yeah, sometimes you don't know if it was the thing originally white or it was brown, but we wear it by faith. What, there was a Nigerian girl in church. She bought my son a gift from a, 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 an outfit from Wuwe. Red, red and blue from Wuwe. It was what he was wearing to church every Sunday. Because that's the only clothes that he can wear out. The rest of them, you, you wrap swaddling cloth. Yeah. yeah. That is how missions are. So when somebody shows you his mission and his suffering on the mission, it's, oh no, the church, they are very wicked. You have just been deceived because that is how missions are. That is how missions are. That is how missions are. That is how, if, look, if I send you out on a mission, that is how it's going to be. Don't let anybody lie to you. Then somebody will call you, you see the way you are suffering here. You do know the way they are enjoying in, in, in Potemarisbeck. Look, let's be serious. That is how missions are. Yeah, I mean Potemarisbeck. That is how missions are. I'm telling you, Spy, I tell you no lie. Yeah. So when you see today that we have mastered the mission in a way that we wear a nice shirt so that you don't see that we are sweating inside, then you say that these people, they are living like kings and queens. Listen, sometimes we just move in a certain way to frighten poverty so that poverty will see that, look, when we are rich, eh? oh, my God, it won't be easy. Yeah, it's just to frighten poverty. <laughs> oh, God. Let's move forward. Let's move forward. Verse 30, verse 30. But evil men and seducers will wax worse and worse. It says the people we are dealing with, they will become worse and worse in what they are doing. They, oh, I pray that they will change. They will not change. The Bible says they will wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. What, what would they work worse in? In deceiving and being deceived. They are deceiving because they are deceived. If they knew the truth, they would never deceive. Deceiving and being deceived. Let's go on. We are looking for the solution. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and has been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. No, he says, be, be, be rest assured in the things you have learned. If somebody comes to tell you that Daggy Ward Mills is no longer following God, be rest assured in the things that you have learned. Be rest assured of the things that you have learned, knowing whom you are, knowing the person you have learned it from. Next verse, next verse. And that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures. 
Even if you forget anything, remember that as a child, you knew the scriptures. You knew which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Remember, remember the scriptures you have learned. If somebody brings 17 methods, still remember the scriptures you have learned because the scriptures cannot be wrong. 16. All scripture. You know, now he establishes what the, what the scriptures you said. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. It's not given by Pastor Daniel. It's not given by your grandmother. It's given by inspiration of God. You want to know what God thinks? Go to the scriptures. Go to the scriptures. And it's profitable for doctrine. For teachings, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in all righteousness. Then look at the conclusion. After you have applied the scripture, it says that the man of God, that you may be perfect. That we may be perfect. Thoroughly furnished unto all good works. When something is perfect, it means it has not made a mistake. It has not made a mistake. But how do you get to this place? It's through all the maze of the, the deception is through the word of God. By taking hold to the word of God. Let me show you even another one. If I can find it. Ha. Ha. My God, my God, my God. My God, my God. Let's see Hebrews 4, 12, 3. Let's see if that's what I'm looking for. You know, sometimes so I had a dream. I had a dream. Then you let the dream be guiding you. There's nothing wrong with dreams. But look at some people. They saw Jesus with their own eyes. But they said, no, it's not enough. For the word of God is quicker, but this is not what I'm looking for. Go, go to the verses before it, then let's see. Or the verses after it. No, this is not what I'm looking for. Let's, let's look at maybe Second Peter. Second Peter 1. 2 Peter 1. 2 Peter 1. Go to 14. Let me see what is in 14 then. I'm closing my book. If that's the scripture we have. Yeah, I think this is it. Yeah. Go, go back a few verses. Let's read it. Let's just read it. By 9 o'clock, we are going home. Go back a few verses. It talks about their time with Jesus. Uh, go back a bit. Let's see. Oh, no. Forward. 12. No, no. I'm looking for the scripture that says, for we have a more excellent um, assurance. And it talks about the way. I'm sure it's this one. I came from a meeting. I came in a rush, so. <laughs> yeah. Okay, wherefore, I would, I'll, I, I would not be, I would not be ignorant to put you always in remembrance in the things that ye know and be established in the present truth. Verse 13. If it's not it, it's been a joyride. I'm sure I'll show it to you next week. 13, please. Yea, I think it meet as long as I am in this tabernacle. And stay here. 14. Knowing that shortly I must put off this 
my tabernacle means I'm as he's preparing for death, I must die. Even as, I think it's this scripture, even as our Lord Jesus Christ has showed me. 15. Moreover, I will endeavor that ye may be able after my decease to have these things always in remembrance. 16. For we have not followed cunningly devised fables. I think it's this scripture. This scripture. For we have not followed cunningly devised fables. I think we have not followed tricks. Okay? It says, when we made known unto you the power and the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but, I don't see where, where eyewitnesses of his majesty. Can you hear? It says, we were eyewitnesses. We saw it with our eyes. So we saw it with what? You had it in a dream. They saw it in their, with their words. There are two eyes. Okay? Next verse. 17. For have received from God the Father, for he has received from God the Father honor and glory when there came such a voice to him from the excellent glory. This is my beloved son. How many of you remember this thing in the Bible? So he said, we saw this thing I'm talk, telling you about. We saw it with our eyes. So it says, in whom I am well pleased. We saw it ourselves. Gani, gani with our eyes. Next one. <laughs> and this voice which came from heaven, we heard. They heard it from where? Heaven. When we were with him in the holy mount. How many of you think that it's okay? I mean, let's, we don't need anything else. I mean, you saw it, you heard it. We don't, it, it's complete. How many of you, I mean, if you, if you, if you, if you feel the way I feel, show me by hand that I think that the issue should end here. Nothing more should be added to it. But look at what he says. For we have a more sure word of prophecy. How can is there anything that is surer than what I have seen? Is there anything that is surer than what I have heard with my own ears? I was there when I saw it. Says, but it's not enough. We have a, a more sure word of prophecy. Where unto? Where unto ye do well that ye take heed. He said, look, in spite of everything that, make sure that you take heed to the word of God. It's a more sure prophecy. As unto the light that shineth in the dark place until the day dawn and the day star arise in your hearts. Verse 20. Knowing this first. I tell you, he's talking about the Bible, the word of God. Knowing this first that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. Verse 21. I read that one. I drop the mic and I go home. 21. <laughs> For the prophecy came not in time of old by the will of Dagewood Mills or by the will of Daniel Harley, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Then I, this is where I drop the mic, boom, then I go home. <laughs> He said, although, we, so you are, you are changing your whole life because of a dream. You are changing your whole life because of just a book you read. The guy is saying that we saw, we were there when the voice came from heaven. How many of, look, this, this is my beloved, it was baptism and then transfiguration. 
Do you get it? If you were there, you heard such a thing. You would not need anything again. You don't need anything again. It's okay. It's okay. But he said, yes, it's true. We saw it. We are not telling you something that somebody told us. We were eyewitnesses. But in spite of that, we have a more sure, a more certain, a more true, a more tried, a more refined word of prophecy. With that, you can never go wrong. With that one, you cannot go wrong. You cannot go wrong. Maybe your eyes, maybe you were hungry and then you were seeing things move. You never know. Maybe your ears, what you thought you heard is not what was said. You never know. So let's stick with the sure prophecy, which is the word of God. Then he establishes the word of God. That there's no scripture that came by the inspiration of man. That a man, how he felt. If I, I'm, I'm a man and I'm writing the Bible, I'll write, I'll write it how I feel. I'll write it how I feel. Yeah, write it how I feel. But it's, 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 it's inspired. Holy men of God speak as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. And more sure. Today I introduce you to a more sure word of prophecy, which is the Bible. Which is the Bible. Which is the Bible. Anything you hear, the litmus test is the word of God. That's the last scripture, Hebrews 4, the one I read. The word of God is quick and powerful, it's sharper than any two edged sword. And, and, and what, what is the, the advantage of that? It's able to divide. Asunder is able to cut through what no amount of wisdom can cut through, what no amount of science can cut through, what no amount of understanding can cut through. It's able to divide, it's sharper than any piercing to the dividing asunder of the soul and the spirit. If something can separate soul and spirit, oh, Charlie, then it must be sharp. Yeah. And of joint and marrow, and a discerner of the thoughts. When somebody is talking to you, hardly will you know what they are thinking. You will know their thoughts. And you will, the dangerous thing about people is their thoughts and their intentions. Thoughts and intentions. I have dealt with people that I thought all was good. But later I found the intention was different. I have dealt with people I thought we were all serving God. Later I found that the, the, the intention was different. I can't explain today. It's not the best place to explain. If I explain here, I'll cause a commotion in the microphone. Yeah. But the intention was different. Have you not dealt with, have you not dealt with girls that you thought were just going to um, study chemistry, not knowing they were into life science? Why, why, are, you, why are you even asking me why? I'm giving you your own as an example. Have you not dealt with people you thought that they were helping you. Meanwhile, they were looking for money. Have you not dealt with people you thought they were, they were interested in you? Meanwhile, they needed help. How do you know? How do you know after you help them, you see they don't mind you again? Have you not dealt with people like that? It's only the word of God that is able to discern their thoughts and intents. The thoughts, even sometimes the thoughts. When you talk to the people, if you are somebody who keeps a lot of things in your mind, with time you are able to know the thoughts of people. Yeah, with time you are able to, oh, you are able to piece it together. Yeah. Yesterday I was explaining something to Lungan. He couldn't believe it. Yeah. And I, I wasn't saying things. So I was just 
giving an account by pulling this from here to... Uh, it's like the pieces that are missing. I was pulling from everywhere. Usually people think I'm not listening. Yeah, even me, usually I don't think I'm listening. But when I need to remember, I remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. One day I travel with my wife. Of course, my wife has seen him many times. But we travel with Lungani. He was driving, helping us. I, hate, I don't like driving, so... If you like driving, you'll be my best friend. So as we were traveling, I was sleeping. Pastor Zos, when you travel with me, I will sleep. But look, be thou assured. Everything you are saying in the car, I can hear. So they'll talk and then they'll say something. I said, no, it is not. That's not it. This is what rather happened. Then I'll fall asleep. After I finish talking, then I'll fall asleep. Asleep, asleep. Asleep, snoring, asleep. I just be oh, oh, then you say, and then Bishop, came. I said, no, I didn't come. I, that's not the time I came. <laughs> then I'll go back. You, if you are not, if 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 you are not looking at me, you will think. Even if, if you are looking at, you will think I'm dreaming and I'm talking in my sleep. But if you think of what I'm saying, I'm. Rest- and when I wake up, I'll tell you this is what you say. And then this person also said, so. But I thought you were asleep. Yeah, it's a skill. Yeah. <laughs> it's a skill. <laughs> it's a skill. So when it comes to their thoughts, but you, you don't know the people's thoughts immediately, it takes, by the time you know it's too late. They've beguiled you a long time. But as for their intents, sometimes you see a girl has become very serious in the church. Sometimes the intention is not God, the intention is a boy. Oh. You see them singing in the praise. I am a friend of God. I am a friend of God. I am. Oh, Kai! I just want to be where you are. It has nothing to do with God. Look, it has nothing to do with God. Dwelling daily in your presence. Take me to the place. Where you are. Oh, it's not true. He's talking about Denison. From me need to where you are. Oh, please, it's not so. I want to be where you are. It has nothing to do with God. Dwelling in your presence. Look, it's, it's, it's that flat over there. Feasting at your table. It's Roko Mame surrounded by your glory. In your presence, that is your room. That's where I always long to be. Pa-na-na-na-na. I just want to be. Pa-na. I just want to be with. Then they will open there. It has nothing to do with God. I'm telling you. So after church, then the brother will come. Bishop, I want to see you. You see that lady who was worshipping, the way she was worshipping, I could feel the presence of she's lying. Oh, please. It's a method. It's a, she's a Methodist. You think that's how she worships? Immediately after church, you see her outside, they went, another guy, oh, Sukawena. You say, huh? You, that's the real person. The one on the stage is a deception. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's been a pleasure speaking to you. Start to your feet. Let's bring the service to a close. Please welcome Spy, okay? Thank you.
thought you were going to stop Bishop from going out. Oh, give him a big round of applause. Oh, beautiful. Hallelujah. Amen. Every eye closed. Every head bow. Maybe you don't know Jesus as the Lord and Savior of your life, but you want to change it tonight. Please show me your right hand. You want to change it tonight. You want to say that I don't want to go to hell. I don't want to go to hell when I die. Bishop said one of the scriptures that scares me that says hell from beneath is stirred up and waiting to meet you at thy coming. And the kings are there. And everybody is waiting for you there. And you want to say, I don't want to go there. I don't want to go there. Even if it's by chance, I'm not going there. You want to say, tonight, I want to change that. Let us pray. Say, dear Lord Jesus, I confess that I'm a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ came to die for my sins. I confess you, Jesus, as the Lord and Savior of my life. Please write my name in the book of life. Thank you, Jesus, for dying to save me. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you for joining us. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Bishop Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 083-773-1605. God richly bless you.